0: Damo, it is less than two weeks until our brand new event, the Wellness Base Camp hits Adelaide. Oh, I can't wait, MP. Oh, Damo, we can't wait to have you in Adelaide. The Brisbane Base Camp was a sellout. The feedback from attendees was inspiring. Christine said, keep up the incredible work and energy. You make me feel so, so good. And Kira said, I loved all the speakers and the vibe in the room. So many aha moments. And Lauren said, no matter how many times I hear each of these people speak, I learn new things always, and have action steps
1: to take away.
0: Can't wait to have you there, great man. The rock star of wellness is joining Kim Morrison, JP and Andy from Smashed Avocado, Brett Hill, and myself, at The Wellness Base Camp Saturday, April 7th at the Arca Bar in Adelaide. Two-for-one tickets available with the code COUNTDOWN
1: at www.thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or search for The Wellness Base Camp Adelaide on Facebook. That
0: code again is COUNTDOWN with tickets available at thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or by typing The Wellness Base Camp Adelaide in Facebook. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show
2: with wellness experts Dr. Damien Kristoff and Dr. Brett Hill.
1: Hey, brett Yes, Damien. Hey, uh, I'm going to go to Icaria again. And, uh, and Marcus is going as well, and we're going to take 20 people with us to Ikaria to learn more about longevity. If any of our listeners would love to come along to Ikaria with us, then just go to 100notout.com.au, I think it is, and, uh, and check us out. See if it's for you, see if you'd like to come with us, because this episode is brought to you by the 100 Not Out Longevity Tour.
0: Woohoo! Adelaide cavemen are here. Eat your greens.
1: Have it. You Hi, I'm Damien Christoph, And I'm Brett Hill. How are you, big guy? Good, mate. How are you? Very well. Very well. You know why I called you big guy? Why is that, Damien? Because I saw a photo of you. Uh, I saw a photo of you that you posted. You actually posted a photo of yourself um, yeah. naked on mm. your Instagram and on your Facebook. And it's been the subject of a lot of conversation. Has I, it? Oh, my gosh. So much conversation. Everyone's gone, have you seen Brett's bum? Have you seen <laughs> – everyone's gone, what I've seen can't be unseen. <laughs> I
2: love it. I love it. Like sparking a bit of conversation, Damo. That's wow. good.
1: I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It was uh, It was quite a shock because what I did do is I actually went to, uh, to your Instagram page to – I was looking for your wood chopping photo because I was trying to see whether or not you actually do have abs or not. Um, and so I thought, okay, there <laughs> Anyway, so I then was looking for your wood chopping photo um, and I came across this photo of you taking a shower outside. I, I just figured it was maybe one of your cold shower days. But then yep. as I looked more closely at the image, it was a uh, it was a bare butt photo. Bear butt. <laughs> now, obviously, great. you didn't take that yourself, so it must have been staged was it yeah. staged or was it? Was we're it not staged? Were, I was ta- I was having a shower. Was, was it and, sprung? Uh, you
2: were sprung. Stephanie took a photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were both we were both out there using because the, we've been to the sanctuary a couple of times, which is right. one of uh you know my good friend Andrew, who you know well, his uh, his family property down there It has no no running water, no electricity, nothing like that. So he had to. It's got an old canvas shower, which is great. So you have got to bucket the water out of the rainwater tank pour it into this canvas shower bag hoist it up on a tree and then you shower under it which is just awesome it was and we've never used it before because i've always been a bit of a wuss about the cold so but i thought well now that i was you know a couple of weeks into my cold shower challenge i thought what better way to, what better time to do it what what could be more natural than out in the bush with the canvas bag, having a cold shower. So that's what we did. It was it was actually quite fun. We actually we had a lot of fun with it. It was we being very playful and and, uh, and and enjoyable. The kids stayed inside. They didn't see anything, so that was good. And <laughs> and uh, we went out and had our cold showers and had a bit of a laugh about it.
1: Well, there's certainly an absence of photos of Steph's naked butt that didn't make it onto Instagram. <laughs> I don't know what's going on
2: there. Yeah, she, she cropped hers a little bit more sensitively than me. The photo the photo was there, Damo. I really? took it. This wasn't used. She decided to
1: crop it. Yeah. It's become a very sexist world, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, Brett. Sound disappointed, Damo. Nah, It's all fine. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: what happens in your neighborhood stays in your neighborhood. I think that's important. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We don't want to attract the wrong sort of attention to this particular podcast, mate. Hey, um, Brett, I got back from Expo West just recently. and Yes. Um, and, and it was, let me just say, it was very interesting. It was incredible because for those people who don't know what Expo West is, Expo West is the world's largest food show. And it's a natural products expo, essentially. Mm. Um, You've got exhibitors that come from around uh, the US, the United States, some from Australia, some from New Zealand, uh, potentially other countries as well. Um, Certainly, I did see a big row of Korean foods, a big row of Japanese foods, a big row of... um, where else did I see uh, China and uh, and so many people trying to break into the United States marketplace and sell their wares and other European countries as well um, but let's just put this into perspective around size have you ever had a gluten free show in Adelaide Bretto
2: I'm sure we have Damo I'm not sure that I've ever been to one uh, but I'm sure we have all right well have you ever been to like the caravan and camping show I reckon I have been to the Caravan and Camping Show. That sounds more up my alley than the Gluten-Free Show, I reckon.
0: <laughs>
1: it kind of does, isn't it? Well, <laughs> for those people who have been to either the Caravan and Camping Show or the Gluten-Free Show, there's about 120 to 150 stall holders at those sorts of events, around about. And generally, over the space of a weekend, you'd have somewhere between 15 to 30,000 people uh, walk through the doors, and you'd feel pretty good about it. You know, but usually... Closer to 15,000, not 30. and uh, But maybe the Caravan and Camping Show might draw more than a gluten-free show. Well, this event this event um, had – actually, I'm going to get you to guess, Bredo. How many people – how many storeholders do you think there were at this particular event?
2: How many storeholders? I'm going to guess 333.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's just say it's a few more than that. <laughs> 333. So that's three times the size of what we'd have in Melbourne. Uh, for a gluten free show, if you're saying that many. So keep going. Keep going. Higher. Yeah, higher. There's more. Oh, yeah,
2: 1,124.
1: Uh, keep going. Wow. 3,000? Keep going. No way! Way there was three thousand six hundred individual stalls at um, at this wow. show. <laughs> I know, that's right? That's when I only had to go there for so long. I was like, "Fuck! It How many
2: days are you going to spend in this joint?" Oh
1: man, um, I tell you, that's like, huge. Do you just walk? Or you're walking around, and so like you've got. The, I don't know. The, our Melbourne listeners will know Jeff Shed, and anyone who's been to the summit uh, has been to the Melbourne um, Exhibition Centre or Convention Centre where we did our <laughs> wellness summits. Um, but the Jeff Shed area, which is the expo area that we've got in Melbourne. Um, is is the biggest location that we've got in in Melbourne in Victoria. I think Sydney's got a convention centre that's actually a little bit bigger than it now. And then you, you know, next to Darling Harbour. But um, but this was about seven times the floor space of Jeff Shed. Seven times. Wow. Seven times. That's, that's insane. It took me three days to walk around all the exhibits to visit the ones that I wanted to see. Not all of them, just the ones that I wanted to see. So that was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I left on Sunday night, and uh, and I was exhausted. But I saw some really fascinating things, like everything from new inventions around water. So water with more oxygen in it, um, or water with caffeine in it, um, or water with flavors hmm. in it that you can't see, but they're natural. Um, you go figure that. And then also... Um, you know, different. Just I suppose, just different packaging, so all those sorts of things. But the biggest trends that seem to be coming out of out of this particular expo were either paleo. Like I, I think there was probably thirty or forty different beef jerky or turkey jerky stands. Yes, it's jerky That's everywhere. What I see. Did,
2: did they all have samples? Like, Did you get to taste them all? Yeah. That would be in heaven. That would be great.
1: Well, you you eat breakfast and then you rock onto this thing and you don't eat until about 10 o'clock at night, which is when you have dinner because <laughs> <laughs> you've just sampled everything all day. Um, so I did bring a few jerky samples back. Uh, Amber's pretty happy with that. She's, uh. And, uh, and so is Jacko. Um, but then on, on the flip of that, you've got a massive movement towards plant-based protein. Huge, like massive um yeah. and interestingly they're looking at all gluten-free options so they're looking at gluten-free oats not gluten-free grains but gluten-free oats so it's just you know the reinvention of something that's been in existence for a long time but just a sure. gluten-free version um and and then it's but just some really weird and wacky out there stuff, which they would call natural.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is what – I was actually chatting to Cindy O'Meara about this last night because she was in Adelaide for her real food tour, and so I got to catch up with her. And she she said that she reckoned there was only about 5% of the food at this quote-unquote natural food uh, event that she would consider to be okay. She said that the stuff that they're using, the quote-unquote natural flavors, the quote-unquote natural uh, preservatives, all of those sort of things were just – out of control.
1: Yeah. The pres- yeah, the preservatives were interesting because they use natural preservatives and a lot of them use natural flavors, but I found it really fascinating like over here with stevia. Um, they mix a tiny 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 little 15th amount of mm. stevia with erythritol and call it natural. Mm. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, erythritol is the alcohol of fructose, and um, they say it's inert, but you know at the end of the day it's still a highly processed sweetener um, and it's not stevia it's erythritol so I was chatting with a company um, and actually a good friend of mine actually distributes this particular product in Australia um, the non sweetened version which I was very grateful for that that's what she distributes but there is a sweetened version that's got energy you know elements added to it and, and i'll exp- 'll talk about some of the um the ingredients in a moment because you just kind of go are you kidding me uh, but they they say naturally sweetened and so i said oh what's it sweetened with and this guy said oh it's sweetened with stevia i've gone really is it stevia or is it erythritol and he looked at me and he goes hmm yeah it's erythritol but uh oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like stevia but it's yeah but it's it's erythritol and I was like, oh my gosh, like the, the wool could have been pulled over somebody's eyes because people yeah. love buzzwords and say so monk fruit, which is just another fruit, which is sweet, really sweet, um, has been blended with erythritol. And it's it's over here as well. We've got it here in Coles. You can see it in Coles. Um, it's, you know, excuse my friends, S-H-I-T. Uh, it's rubbish because it's not really monk fruit it's actually a little bit of monk fruit with erythritol like a little bit of stevia with erythritol it's rubbish stuff and we see it put into sauces here in australia we see it put into um chocolate drinks you know hot chocolate drinks we see it put into cake mixes we see it put into everything um but it's not really stevia it's more erythritol and so there's a lot of the use of erythritol over there which is quite amazing
2: And and that was one of the things Cindy was talking about last night. I remember one of the things she mentioned was rosemary essence. And, And I can't remember what the actual main ingredient of it was off the top of my head right now, but she was saying that the rosemary essence that was in a lot of different things was essentially a very, very tiny amount of rosemary combined with another product which they basically didn't want to name on the label because they know people have sort of wisened up that it's not that great and they just sort of put the two together and call it Rosemary Essence so that it can essentially just hide the name of the product they don't want to mention. It's incredible.
1: Mm. Well, the label transparency over there is a little bit different um, to what we've got in terms of transparency of labeling over here but suffice to say that in Australia and in America you can call something a natural flavor if the flavor is similar to that of what would it naturally be. Just the flavor of it being you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah. So it doesn't like actually have tomatoes. to be natural
2: ingredients, it just has to taste like the natural flavour. Is that yeah, what you say?
1: That's right. And so it's mental. Yeah, and so that natural flavor actually isn't natural. It's a chemical compound made by companies like flavor makers. Um, and uh, and then as a result, it just. Gets there
2: put- used to be one of those companies. I used to have one of those companies right next door to my practice. And uh, when I was a little bit down the road there, and I used to go in there and have a look, and it was just like it was like a laboratory. There's just shelves and shelves of these white powders. <laughs> yeah. God knows what they were. And that's that was their job was to make flavors. People would come to them and say, "I want this particular flavor," and they would concoct it in their laboratory to make it
1: taste exactly like how they wanted it to. Make it incredible. A natural flavor of the or the flavor yeah. of natural tomatoes. That's amazing. And uh, and so that's that's what it is. And so you do see a lot of that over there. But, you know, some of the products that were really, really – actually, I'll just talk about mueslis for a second because obviously I <laughs> went over there with forage trying to find new ideas around, you know, mueslis and, and healthy breakfasts and all that sort of stuff. Did you, did and, you try the birch today, I did. I tried birch wherever I go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I've actually had quite a lot of birch this trip. Not so much in the United States because there wasn't a lot of birch. The birches over there are very rich in um, processed sugar. There is definitely a movement which I was really excited about, bread and I don't know whether or not you agree with me on this one, but I, I'm really excited that people are moving back to an unprocessed cane sugar. I really I think mm. that's a good thing. Um, cane sugar is you know, easy for the body to you know, digest um, if it's unprocessed, in other words, if it's like rapadura sugar or panela sugar, then it's uh, it's it's rich in nutrition, and uh, and I think that that's a good thing to do for people, like just to de- decrease that sweetness um, that they've been craving, looking for. But I think they do oversweeten things over there in the states. Yeah. But what I did find, which I uh, actually, and I was going to talk about mueslis, that everything was roasted, everything was a granola of sorts, mm. so it was all cooked and blended with sugar or honey or agave um, or, um, you know, something else, something else that kind of – a rice malt syrup, that's the biggest con on the planet, I've got to tell you. I can't (laughs) can't believe that for – how long has it been since uh, I Quit Sugar came out? I don't know. Don't I? Have to be. Have to be five years at least. Five I reckon. Years, yeah, five years. For five years, we've had people buying rice malt syrup, a highly processed sugar laden syrup, um, over just naturally occurring sugars that might be mm. the fruit. You know. Fortunately, that's all finished up. I have to say. So I'm. Uh, I'm grateful for that. Good. Good. Albeit there was a lot of awareness brought to the uh, the dangers of sugar, which is good. Um, that was the good news that came out of all of that, but. Um, I'm grateful that it has. it's now stopped. It's not going any further. But everything was cooked over there, so they didn't have any raw mueslis, which I was really quite mm. surprised about because forage being raw, I was like, surely there's going to be lots over there. But when I spoke to some people over there, they're like, oh, I wouldn't eat a raw muesli. And i was like, oh, why wouldn't you eat a raw muesli? It was like well, I need the flavor, I need I need the mm. sugar, And you know, and so they're looking for that, that cooked stuff. So I was really fascinated by that. So it is a, a natural products expo, that's what it was. So what did I find over there that blew my mind, Bretto? What do you think I Tell saw? It.
2: Oh, well, I've already had a little glimpse into this, Damo, because you did talk uh, last episode a little bit about the turkey, and that <laughs> kind of blew my mind. Tell us about the turkey uh, again.
1: All right. Well, I was walking past this, uh, this company called Vegetarian Plus. It's 100% vegan and 110% delicious. And, uh, <laughs> I, I don't believe that. I think that's false advertising based on what I've heard already. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'll go, I'm going to just tell you what some of these things are. This is the Natural Products Expo in, uh, in, in uh, Expo West in Anaheim. Now, I'm going to go next year again because I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, and uh, there was some really great stuff, but this is some of the hilarious stuff that came out of this. Uh, vegan ginger k- chicken, imitation chicken in ginger sauce. Um, vegan orange chicken, vegan Kung Pao chicken, uh, vegan chicken drumsticks. Now, the, the vegan chicken drumsticks, drumsticks are a, uh, they're shaped in the shape of a drumstick. Um, and then they're obviously deep fried or whatever they are done. And or the, so they come out of a mold of some sort. Uh, but that was that was interesting. But then I kept on reading and I, I looked through the menu and I found vegan shrimps. Imitation shrimp with sweet chili sauce. Now, when you look at this shrimp, it's white with these little red splashes of color across the top. So it looks like it's natural and real. Um, so it's meant to look like it is actually a real shrimp and just um, decorated as such. Uh, I saw these things called vegan fish fillets. And so there's these, um, you know, if you've ever seen a kingfish steak or you've ever seen a tuna mm. steak, it's kind of shaped yep. like that, but it's made of this TVP protein stuff that, you know, textured vegan protein, and um, and it's shaped like a fish fillet. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's disgusting. And then um, what was even... I'd I love to say uh, worse than that was that they made these big chunks of this TVP stuff uh, made look made to look like lamb, which blew me away. <laughs> uh, like but- a whole lamb, like <laughs> a whole lamb, like legs and everything. <laughs> well, there's a vegan ham roll, so the, you know there's even something that looks like ham. Um, so you don't have to go without the flavour. You can have the flavour of ham. Um, but you're now having it as a textured vegan protein. I just think that's hilarious. Um, I think it's a bit strange. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, I think if you
2: want to go vegan and you're proudly vegan because you want to be more ethical, like I totally understand that, but I don't get why you would do that. And then want to eat something that
1: looks like meat. It just I know, right? doesn't make sense to me. I know. It doesn't make sense to me. It was amazing. But the vegan whole turkey was the classic thing. Like it's a, a turkey. I'll, t- I'll take a little photo. We'll post it in the show notes. Oh, I need to it's see it. Year. Yes. Uh, actually, what do I do? Oh, actually, I don't want to scan the whole brochure because I don't want people to go and buy it. I might just take photos. Um, it's vegan <laughs> whole turkey, imitation turkey with vegan gravy and vegan stuffing
2: holy
1: Yum. Heck, batman oh, i can't just... wait for
2: thanksgiving that's gonna be amazing come on right it's just amazing <laughs>
1: there's another one vegan turkey roll imitation turkey with vegan cinnaberry glaze i think cinnaberry means cinnamon and berry glaze i don't know like that's i don't know how that's considered natural but just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's natural just because it's gluten-free doesn't mean it's good for you no. just because...
2: i've never seen a vegan turkey walking around the place damon like a you know a, a turkey not made of turkey meat. I've never seen one walking around the countryside. I'm not sure that that's so natural.
1: I was wondering if you picked it up and chucked it at someone, if it would fly. But I don't <laughs> have- <laughs> we'll have to try that out, brother. You and I. Maybe we'll do a little video about that one. Little a little vegan food fight. A little okay. vegan food fight. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get some vegans to have a food fight. Now, one of the things that I found fascinating was this thing called Beyond Sausage. <laughs> just, this could go anywhere all right go, to, go
2: to, I'm, I'm a bit concerned to say go ahead but go ahead Damon, tell us about this.
1: beyond sausage all right um uh, and so one of the graphics is hilarious right one of the graphics is hilarious in fact when i look at all of the graphics that they've drawn they're all a bit punny if you know what i mean and uh and so i'll take some photos of these little um Graphics that they've done and taken out of context they actually they look wrong anyway so talking about being beyond sausage (laughs) uh, uh, this is what's in the Brat original so there's a Brat original hot Italian and sweet Italian Um, the Brat original water pea protein isolate coconut oil sunflower oil it's almost paleo because it's got coconut oil in it contains 2% or less of the following Rice protein, fiber bean protein, natural flavor, potato starch, salt, fruit and vegetable juice for color, apple fiber, methocellulose, citrus extract to protect quality, and calcium alginate casing. That's what's, uh, that's mm. what's in a sausage that's natural, made from vegan stuff. Um, hot, hot Italian sausage. I thought you'd like that. Mm. I thought you'd like that. I don't know if you've gone Beyond Sausage, but anyway, (laughs) we'll look at this one here. There's a little pig with a a cape on it, in other words, pigs fly, and this one here says um, a pig Beyond Sausage plant-based sausage has 16 grams of protein versus a standard leading brand pork sausage has only 14 grams of protein, Mm. zero grams or milligrams of cholesterol in the plant-based one, 60 grams of cholesterol in the pork one, five grams of saturated fat in the... Beyond Sausage, plant-based sausage. And in the leading brand pork sausage, there's 8 grams of saturated fat. Anyway, it goes on to sell all of the virtues of the plant-based sausage over the pork-based sausage. But the other thing that was a big trend in the United States at the, uh, the food show was low numbers or quantity of ingredients. So a lot of the bars and all of those sorts of things make the claim only two ingredients, or only mm. four ingredients, or only six. Which, which on the surface of it sounds good, Damo. Well, it does. But if you look at these here, right, if we look at a pork sausage, what would you put inside a pork sausage? What ingredients would you put in a pork sausage, Bread. Um, I would put pork, personally. <laughs> Me too. I'd put pork. Yeah, yeah. What else would you put in there? Oh, I don't
2: know, Damo. You're going to have to have probably some sort of a preservative, maybe one of those celery-based preservatives, you know, whatever they – they use in the you know the nitrate free celery based preservatives. That'd be good. Mm. Bit of salt, I imagine, is going to go in there, Damon. Maybe some garlic, Bit of, some herbs. Yeah, herbs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, Something so like maybe four ingredients. Uh, but if we look at this brat original, it's got water as the number one ingredient in a sausage. Mm. The number one ingredient in a sausage is water. Where's water. that going to go? Um, P protein isolates. Let's count these. Can you count them while I read them?
2: Yeah, I've got it. I'm under two. I'm doing well so far.
1: Coconut oil. Sunflower oil. Four. Rice protein. Five. Faba bean protein. Six. Natural flavor. Seven. Potato starch. Eight. Salt. Nine. Fruit and vegetable juice. Ten. Apple fiber.
2: Eleven.
1: Methyl cellulose. Twelve. Citrus extract. Thirteen. Calcium. Alginate alginate casing. Fourteen. Fourteen ingredients to make. Fourteen.
2: And one of those ingredients was something called natural flavor, which I learned from Cindy last night. If you look at... What it actually is is probably a multitude of ingredients making up that one as well.
1: Chemical ingredients.
2: So it's it's even more than 14. There's a whole bunch of chemicals in that natural, natural, natural
1: flavor um, that are going to make that probably up to around 20, I would say. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But here's the thing. Here's the takeaway point. You can't beat the original. So what we're saying is that if you don't want to eat turkey, don't eat turkey. Just find protein sources from foods that deliver protein to you that doesn't look like turkey because it's not turkey.
2: Yeah. Um, you can't beat the real hot Italian sausage, Damo. what you're saying. <laughs>
1: yes, that's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> but the point being, the point being, you don't need to find an alternative. So when people went gluten-free and they started eating gluten-free bread, basically they moved from – they jumped out of the pot and into the fire. It's kind of not what you want to do. But let me just say there was a couple of things that I I did get really excited about because there were some really great things that came out of the show. Um, which I loved, and I loved the movement towards sustainability. I really thought that was fantastic. The packaging these days—they're starting to make packaging out of sugarcane fiber, which I really loved. Cool. Um, so, and they—they, you know, you can actually buy edible spoons and forks these days. So they've got these edible spoons and forks that, you know, instead of using plastic, these things will obviously, because they're edible, you could eat them if you wanted to. If you throw them out, they'll obviously 100% biodegrade. So I really mm-hmm. love the idea of that. and I think we'll see that come to Australia, and they weren't too expensive that sounds good cool yeah really good right um the sustainability thing is good and there's a lot of conversations around um you know the the impact of animal farming um on, on on the ecology i was trying to think of the word ecology the planet the planet now i found out an amazing stat and i could have this wrong but there's something like 30 million chickens um per week are killed in the united states um, in order yep. to feed them. And, uh, and so that's a huge amount of chicken that's being, you know, killed. Um, obviously, there'll be cattle and there'll be pigs and all that sort of stuff. And, and so for many people who are choosing to move down the plant-based route for protein, I understand that that would be a significant driver, but there needs to be a shift in the supply, um, because if demand's going to decrease, then we've got to try and decrease the supply. And if there's not a decrease in the supply, then there's a lot of wastage. And, uh, and that concerns me a little bit around sustainability. So there there's, has to be some kind of equilibrium reached in this point, in this whole argument. So I'm fascinated to see how that's all going to roll out, Braddo, because um, it, the, 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 you know, the movement towards a plant-based style of, of life um, could actually alter the way in which farming methods um, move through in the future.
2: Yeah, well, I think what we're seeing, Damo, is I reckon it's something we spoke about a year or two ago. We're talking about what to expect in the future, and that is that a lot of companies are jumping on board this health and wellness idea, you know, natural, organic, all of those sort of words they're wanting to use, but they're not necessarily doing it as we would use those words. You know, they're kind of, they're greenwashing stuff, and they're saying, well, we're natural, we're organic, but what they're doing is what they've always done is trying to figure out how to make the most amount of profit. And sell the most amount of product, um, and it's a it's a marketing ploy as opposed to a genuine intent to create health healthy well being products for a lot of people. I think
1: absolutely. There's a lot of little manufacturers like Forage um, that were at those areas, uh, in, you know, at the show that were yeah. legitimately trying to change the world. Um, and then yeah. there's a lot of big companies out there that will also and, legitimately try and change the world, but there's bigger companies that just are using yeah. rhetoric, you know. And, and so you've got to, lip
2: you know, you've got to, like we always say, you've got to read the ingredient label. You've got to see what's in it. You've got to check them out. And, uh, you know, and it might be that some of those smaller companies, you know, you might have to pay a couple of extra dollars for your breakfast cereal, for your jerky, for whatever you want to do, but it does mean that you are getting a significantly better quality product.
1: Exactly. Good points, Brad. Now, there are some ingredients over there and things that I'm hoping to bring into Australia um, for gut health, which I'm really excited about. That's uh, definitely the direction that we need to be moving, gut health, nerve health. Um, I found some very, very exciting stuff, very sustainable stuff that uh, I think will be very healthful for oh. our population here in Australia that I'm, I'm looking to bring over for forage. So, oh, I'm excited,
2: tuned. Damo. I heard a couple of these little whispers off air, and mm. I'm pretty excited for what's coming to forage. Mm. So, you know, as always, you know, if you need a taste tester, then uh, <laughs> then sending it down to Adelaide is always a good
1: idea. I'll do that, Brett. Eh? I'll do that. <laughs> well, it was off your inspiration that uh, I created the Forage Paleo, so, um, mm. you know, as a result of you... Um, there's been thousands upon thousands, maybe maybe probably billions of people that have tasted forage paleo. Sorry. I wish it was. Billions. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have a proper sponsorship of this particular show, The Wellness Guys, but we don't at this stage. If you do want to sponsor The Wellness Guys, get in touch with us. We'd love that. Uh, yep. But, Brett, it's been a good chat. Thanks, mate. It's been a great chat. As always, fascinating, uh, Damo, travelling
2: the world, bringing back the best of the best for The Wellness Guys listeners. Thanks, mate.
1: Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening and thanks for uh, bearing all for our listeners. i um, sure so, <laughs> so there's been many a conversation. Uh, it's going to be flooded, Dave. I think you flooded the Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, it uh, and you want to see it, go to Brett Hill's Instagram <laughs> account. Um, if you are interested, just remember... If you're interested in Cautious if you, and you go to Brett's Instagram account, remember, if you see it, you can't unsee it. It's there. It's there, it's there forever. But you
2: won't see hot Italian sausage. I kept that well hidden.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. always a slippery slope. Oh, crikey. All right, mate. Catch you next week. See you, buddy. See you, mate.